Hi, I'm Tom Coffin, CEO and President and Co-Founder of Simply Reliable Incorporated. Welcome to the Smartpreneur Podcast. What's a smartpreneur, you might ask? Well, a smartpreneur, in our opinion, is someone that focuses on working on their business, not just in their business. And our Smartpreneur Podcasts are designed to bring you some relevant information each week about your business and different parts of that business. It could be marketing, it could be workflow, it could be labor, uh, it could be business operations, many things that we'll talk about each week on the podcast. You can also check out our Smartpreneur blog at simplyreliable.com. And of course, our Smartpreneur podcast is brought to you by Simply Reliable, makers of Smart Office and Design Machine, the complete end-to-end -end solution for business process for systems integrators. So thanks for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy the show. This week on the Smartpreneur Podcast, our guest is Chris Smith. Chris is the co-founder and CEO of The Co-Team. Please welcome Chris Smith. Hey, Chris, how are you today? Tom, I'm doing quite well. How are you? I'm fantastic, man. I appreciate you uh, sharing some of your time with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. It's always great to chat with you. Appreciate it. Well, Smartpreneurs, uh, today we're going to dig very deep into the mind of, uh, of Chris Smith, and we're going we're gonna to dig out and see if we can uncover some, some interesting thoughts and facts about uh, hourly labor rates. Uh, I know it's a subject that uh, if, if you're not thinking about it, you need to be thinking about it. Because uh, it's uh, it's a place where where a lot of money is being left on the table, table, so to speak, or a tabor. Who knows? Be all kinds of places, I guess. <laughs> Chris, you know, I'm sure that you've read, uh, you know, some of the I'll call them industry uh, produced reports that are out there about labor. Um, but I, I would think that uh, with all the people you're talking to individually, that some of your experiences might be a little little closer to the. Uh, to reality, so to speak. And, and the, only, the only thing I mean about that is I, you tend to see these reports that are created. And then when you look at the quantity of people that filled it out, you go, well, that's not really a, that much of a sampling sometimes. Sometimes it's great. But uh, I, I know you're at the grassroots and you're, you're talking to people every day. And uh, I'm, I'm wondering, um, you know, if you could take us through, you know, what are some of the, the you know, the hourly labor rates that are being uh, charged, you know, for technicians and their time and stuff like that? And uh, maybe take us through, uh, you know, the different roles, uh, if possible, uh, and, and what those roles are are being paid and, and what they're what they're charging for, you know, how, how that works out. And I know you've got a formula of how to put that together, but I thought before, maybe before or after the formula, whatever, uh, you can kind of give some examples if, if you have it. Uh, of what you see as kind of those average uh, charges that are out there and um, and what their costs are. Does that make sense? It varies. it varies a lot and it varies market by market. And so why don't we cover through some of the basics? Sure. It, different employees receive different pay rates. And so if we think about the technical level of skill required to do a pre-wire, senior level installation, programming, project management, engineering, all of those are probably different people at different pay scales. So it makes sense to break up the charges for those categories of labor. 
even if the same person does more than one of them. Mm -hmm. When we then charge, we have the cost basis for what we pay the given employee. Now, that might be different in Texas than it is in Chicago than it is in New York, but the sell price up from that is typically about four to five times that. Now, that'll vary based upon overhead and cost for the employee, et cetera, et cetera. But once we know that cost basis, raw hourly labor cost, about a four to five times multiple seems to be a pretty good number to make sure that you're making enough off of that given employee. Number two, you can't make more money on hardware. In other words, when a piece of hardware sells for $1,000, that's what it sells for. You can't charge more than that. However, right. your labor is a blind item. And in fact, you can't sell more shades or more televisions into a house than the, than the house can hold. But we can sell more labor into that job. So what we charge for labor is really important. So labor is based on the calculation up from cost to sell, the utilization of that labor, which would be the amount you can actually bill for an employee. It's about 70, 75%. In other words, about 30 hours a week of paid 40. And then the next part of it is going to be making sure that we put all of that time onto our jobs. So when we're looking at hardware versus labor, it tends to be a split of around 60% hardware and about 40% labor on a 100% pre-tax total. So if I have a $100,000 job, 60 grand in hardware, 40 grand in labor. If I have a $50,000 job, $30,000 in hardware, $20,000 in labor. So the ratio maintains true. If I'm selling that ratio, I probably have enough labor on a job to cover my people. Makes sense. Makes sense. And when, you know, when you're traveling across the country, you know, how, how many people are you running into that are, are hitting those kind of numbers? Not enough. Or ratios, I should say. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. I, I think the easiest way for me to, to think about this with people is take, take your body count of people that you have on payroll. Do they perform installation, project management, engineering, programming, or service technician? Any of those people are all billable employees. Take those billable employees. They work 2,080 hours in a year. That's a 52-week, 40-hour-a-week year. Yep. So multiply the number of people by 2,080. That will tell you the number of billable hours that you're paying them for. Now multiply by 0.75, the utilization rate. So we'll get to three quarters of that. Now multiply that by their base labor rate, what you pay them as employees. Now multiply that by four to five times, which would be your markup range. Now just go look at that total. You should see that on your PL. And chances are you don't see that on your PL. You probably see half that number on your PL, which means you're underbilling by half of the labor that you should. Yeah. That's crazy. So immediately yeah. go tell all your billable employees that half of them are fired. <laughs> or go charge enough to employ them. Yep, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. You know, you've you've got a great way of explaining the value proposition of uh, of labor and uh, and and what the systems integrators do out there. Um, maybe you could share some of that philosophy and and talk about you know how how to feel comfortable or how to explain to that that end user from the smartpreneur's point of view. You know, I'm going to charge you 150 bucks an hour uh, for this person to pull wire, you know, throughout your house. And, uh, and there's going to be, um, 
you know, we don't know how long it's going to take. We think it'll take six hours. It could take 16 hours, but you know, that's the price that it costs. Cause that's, that's a hard conversation sometimes, you know, for people to have uh, this industry has been, uh, been known for, you know, basically looking at a job like that going, I think it'll take six hours. And so we're going to charge you, you know, $600 or whatever the number is. And then utilizing, you know, two people at 12 hours. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about, about teams in a little bit, but uh, maybe you can talk about just the value proposition. I think on an hourly basis, the first thing we need to be really crystal clear of finding qualified technicians who do a good job is hard. And yeah. the labor shortage that's happening right now only magnifies that. Being able to look at a customer and say, it is difficult to find good people and you want good people. You want good people because you want good quality work. And you want good quality work because you need us around later to help you out when you have a problem. And so we need to be here making enough money to make sure that we're still got the doors open to help you later. Well, to find a good enough employee and pay them well enough and then to keep them around and train them up to have them here means that the labor rate is this. Um, somebody actually brought up one that I thought was pretty interesting, which was go take a look at the labor rate at your local Mercedes dealer or go take a look at the labor rate at your local BMW dealer. Yeah. Think about how much they pay a technician. Well, those people are, are doing a highly skilled, qualified piece of work, and it matters whether they succeed or not. And it's kind of to your safety and benefit. It's actually not much different in your home. We might be thinking about entertainment, but really these people are the people installing your network. They're installing your lighting and shading system. If these things don't go well, that's not a good look for you at your home. And mm -hmm. so I think making sure it's done well and appropriately is really important. So maybe we should be billing about the same as the people that work on the car that your, that your family drives around in too. I like that idea. I think it's really well put and I think it's really simple. And so I wish I could take credit for it. I don't know where it actually came from, but I, I like the idea. Well, you know, it, and it's a great analogy too. the, the cars, uh, you know, starting, I'm not sure when this really started, but you know, cars are a systems integration project. You know, they have lighting control and they have climate control and they have networks now. <laughs> yeah. Everything that's in your home is pretty much in your car. And, uh, you know, you, you, you wouldn't think twice about the fact that the person working on that car needs to understand all that stuff. Uh, so that's a, it's a great analogy to use. And then, uh, and then maybe call up your Mercedes Benz dealer and make sure that they are charging the, uh, I'm sure they are, but, you know, find out what they are charging, right? And I, I think it's hey, not look, a bad idea. And it's, <laughs> and, and it's easy to, to find that information out in your local sure. market. You brought up a second idea, which is, are we billing enough time? That's almost yeah. its own separate question. But yes, making sure that we're not hitting a customer with too little time and coming back to them later with an adjustment, that doesn't look good for anybody. And so being able to accurately measure and assess your time is really important. And yes, there's formulas that we can show you on how to do that as well. You know, many, many years ago, uh, when I was a systems integrator, uh, that's kind of how my partner and I decided is we'd, we'd look at this job and go, what do you think? A week, two weeks, a month? <laughs> yeah. You know, it was almost like pick a coin, we'll toss it up. And um, it it wasn't until, and this is, this is, I'm not trying to make this a commercial for Simply Reliable, but it's going to end up sounding that way. Uh, so I apologize right up front. Uh, uh, when I met my uh, my co-founder, Jonathan, uh, he was really one of the first people that introduced me to the concept of, of attaching labor 
to not only products, but tasks inside of the product. You yeah. know, if you look at an Apple TV, for instance, and so what does it take to install that Apple TV? Someone's got to carry it in from the van. Someone's got to unbox it. You know, they've got to, they've got to plug it in. They've got to attach it to the network. And, you know, how much time does it typically take to do all of those things? And, uh, and I, I remember when I was first going through that, I would get done with the labor number and I'd go, holy cow, you know, that's way too much labor. No one will ever pay that. Uh, but then, you know, but it, it was proven right almost all the time that it goes back to that 60-40 rule you were talking about. It would come out to like those type of ranges. Uh, and, um, uh, and that was reality. You know, that wasn't as a salesperson, because I was definitely from the sales side, uh, wasn't necessarily what you wanted to hear. You wanted to like, deliver a lower number so you close the deal. But uh, if, if you followed the objective, uh, you know, way of doing it instead of subjective, which is what you're talking about as well, uh, man, it'll, you'll, you'll stay in business, right? Why, why don't we say if you're busy saying yes to everything and you're getting lots of yeses, you're probably not charging enough, number one. Number two, while you're busy taking that low paying, low hourly count, low hourly rate job, you can't then be doing the other job. So your opportunity cost has absorbed you and you'll then keep taking those jobs. It's a, it's a really dirty cycle to take. So yep. really getting off of that wagon, really understanding how many hours you must charge per technician per month just to keep the doors open and the lights on is a really important comprehension. And without it, it will just be a slow death as you keep taking more unprofitable jobs to try and fight back. And all it yeah. does is keep the cycle perpetuating down. So yep. um, I love sitting down with somebody and showing it to them on a spreadsheet. And usually you'll see this kind of light bulb moment go on. And that's when they go immediately off and change their labor rates, charge more <laughs> for labor and usually get off that merry-go-round. Yeah, that's terrific. Um, on, a, on a similar note, I, I mentioned this a few minutes ago, uh, th there's also a tendency uh, for how to handle sending a team out, like, like a pre-wire. I have to send two people out there to do this job instead of one. What yeah. are your thoughts about how to charge for those technicians? There, there's this mind-boggling phenomenon where people charge less money to send two people someplace. I don't get it. Did you look at your two employees and say, okay, guys, because you're riding in a van together, I'm going to pay you less per hour? No, you did not. And because you didn't do that, you need to charge double to send two people to the same place. It is exactly the same thing. And so I, I would really encourage people to charge per person per hour for everything. Now, if on a job you then charge 40 hours, that could be one person for 40 hours, that could be two people for 20 hours, that could be four people for 10 hours, I don't care. And now if that happens to be the way that your schedule works out one week versus another, you have the option to shift, but there's absolutely zero cost savings to putting two guys in a van together, zero. You absolutely pay them the same hourly rate. So make yep. sure you're charging accordingly. Good info. Well, Chris, that was a, was a great chat today. I really appreciate your time again. Thank you. I appreciate it, Tom. Thanks for having me. Chris, if, if one of our smartpreneurs said, hey, I'd like to learn more about this uh, and maybe work with you, how might they get a hold of you? We'd love to speak with you. Simply go to www.thecoteam.com. That's T-H-E-C-O-T-E-A-M.com. 
And uh, smartpreneurs out there, if you want to read more of uh, of the blog that Chris wrote about uh, hourly rates, uh, look it up on simplyreliable.com. Check out the Smartpreneur blog series and uh, read it. And Chris has uh, several more up there, which are fantastic articles. If you want to hear more of the Smartpreneur podcast, uh, you can also check that out on simplyreliable.com. Uh, you can also watch it on youtube.com forward slash simplyreliable or Apple Podcasts. Or you can listen to it at any of the other places that you typically listen to podcasts. We'll be out there. Just search for Smartpreneur Podcast, and we'll be there. So thanks, everybody. Uh, Smartpreneurs, great selling out there. And make sure you're charging enough for your time. You're worth it, man. See you next time.